wrong one. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> well, I and pressed. It goes on and goes on and goes Gosh, on. Dang it. I pressed the wrong button again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have tape oh. and Sharpies. That's all you got to do. Listen, it, the one's orange and one's red, and it, it's like the 72 and 63 pound kettlebells that Rogue sells. It's like orange is 72, and then 63 is like a blood orange. Or, a, right. or like a red, and I'm like, I, these are the same. <laughs> these are the same. <laughs> oh, welcome back to Give with the Programming, everyone. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. And we're here to talk about age groups. Yes. Hey, nice shirt, bro. You like that? Check that. That Check is a that nice shirt. Check that out. Boom. I wonder if I can Boom. blow you up. Can you blow me up? Blow me up. Let's do this. Nope, that's me. Blow me up. That's Whoa. you. Yes. Yes. Look at that. That is the cult. So good. That is the cult shirt. You, you know, are... I love being part of a, a cult. I'm actually really proud to be part of a cult. Me too. It's a nice cult. It's, uh, it's a very welcoming it's cult. The, it's the cult. The cult. All the cults talk about, like, you know, some time into this weird other side of the world, out of reality, whatever. But, like, we're the cult that will last the longest. We will live the longest. Because stronger people are harder to kill. Damn right. And we're fit and shit. <laughs> fit and shit. Fit and shit. Well, that's, fit and shit. God, that looks good. The hats look good. Mm-hmm. The hat looks so I did good. Wear my, dude, I love wearing mine. I've had people I've had more people that are non-crossfitters come up to me and they're like, Whoa, where'd you get that hat? Really? Yeah, and they don't even see like they don't see the uh they don't see pukey right out right away. They see ah. cult. They're like they're like, it's an instant like, what the hell is that all about? It's a hot button. And then button they come word. up and look at it and they're like, Whoa. Like that's sick, and I'm like, yeah. What is that? And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's, it's a it's a CrossFit thing. And they're like, oh, it's kind of cool. What's up, Corey, David, Stefan, Travis? Good morning, everyone. John, I believe you're in Germany. <laughs> John, sorry, you never made it to the opening. So much better in person, except that I screwed it up for you because <laughs> I played the wrong one. What's uh, up, Brandon? This is awesome. You know, I haven't seen him while it's Bruce. He usually pops in. He'll he'll, he'll yeah. be here. Where is he? Cat. Oh, three three for life. I remember when I was twenty seven, and I just stayed twenty seven, and I was twenty seven for like this would have been well. Next year will be the twenty seventh year of being twenty seven years old, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Time to time to change that number. Well, you know what is I ask that question to people quite often. Is what age? I asked this to my grandmother actually. Is what age do you feel like? Yeah, like because you say twenty seven, and I feel like everybody has that year where you feel this way the rest of your life almost. Is yours twenty seven? Uh, no, I would say that mine was 27 because I was joking about that when I was in my like 40s. I was like, oh, I am 27 because I could still, I could still go to Vegas and I could still rage and I still throw down and I could still do whatever I need to do. And it's like that 27 where you're not completely dumb, but you can still do some dumb stuff. Um, I'd say I'd like, I, I, I see myself as a, as an early 30s. Mm. 
33, somewhere in there. Yeah. I post a question, how old yeah. do you feel? That might be interpreted differently. It's like, I am 39, but I feel 59. Is that before or after the workout? <laughs> uh, I mean, in terms of... a lot of wall balls yeah, or right. after a lot of wall balls? I so mean, in terms like of, yeah, kind of like where I feel emotionally or like what age I really kind of became more self-aware. Yeah. And for, for the longest time, mine was 17. 17? Yeah, 17. Corey said Dude. I think he just means he's mentally like mature. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. I don't know no what, way. It, what it was. Turning 17 was just like, I didn't have it all figured out, but I, was, I just started just like, I don't know, thinking differently. I remember, I do remember my oldest daughter when she was, she was 16 or 17 and she kind of getting ready to go to school and she said she was nervous about it because it meant she was going to be an adult and she was nervous about that. About what? Like when you're 18, so, you're oh, turning 18. about being an adult. Okay. About being an adult. Like when you're 17, you can still be the kid because you're technically mm -hmm. still a teenager. You're not a you're not an adult yet. You know. Yeah. Those decade terms. But I will. Th they those those are those are a trip. But there's a weird there's a weird time frame, and I don't know when it happens necessarily. Um. When all of a sudden you you maybe you play with the yeah I feel like I'm this age but then you just kind of forget about it like I it <sighs> it feels very strange for me maybe you're not there yet but maybe I it feels very strange for me to say 53 yeah because I just don't see that I mean I don't see that I'm I'm young at heart for sure I mean I, I'm a goofball all the time I mean, you should see me with my youngest daughter I mean geez oh man I you would think I was some goofball 17 year old just being all silly and laughing at the dumbest stuff. Um, but like you, you for like age kind of stops. Even I have junior guards that I used to coach mm -hmm. that have gotten married and had kids. And I look at them and I just still see them as like 12 and 13, oh, but they're in their thirties yeah. and they have kids. And you're like, Oh shit. That's actually, there's age right there staring me in the face. And I just don't, uh, I just don't acknowledge it. I refuse to acknowledge it. When you explain it like that, I think I'm creeping towards that. I mean, I have a big milestone coming up. I'm turning 40 in November, so that's somewhat exciting. Yeah, you're fucking old. You are fucking old. Now it's getting real. That's like, that's that's level right one. That's, that's one foot in the grave. Level one master. One foot in the grave right there. <laughs> a legit level one master. <laughs> you're, you're a full, at that point, you're a full master. Yeah, full, full masters. Master, yeah. I've been a young Padawan for five years, but... Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I get that one braid off the side of my head now as I turn 40. Um, there you go. So because of that, yeah, I guess it's a bit more. I still have like a numbered value to it. But, I mean, since I turned like 33, I've just been like throwing out a number close to where I think I am. So maybe that's... I, I think it's also... With I'm getting close to too. that, yeah. When, when, you, when, you have, when you have kids... You start looking at their timeline rather than your own timeline. Mm, yeah. And so when you do that, when you are looking at everyone else's timeline and not yours, you, you don't really see what's happening with you. Like, it is very weird how as you get older, time goes by much quicker. I mean, I remember a kid, it was like summertime. Oh, dude. God. It's like, man, it's like forever. And now if I blink too fast, yeah, sometimes fucking over with. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, the kids... <sighs> So there's there's the theory of relativity that comes with that too. 
<laughs> but like kids, the the more gets on my plate. Like, say you have a really slow day, like you have the day off. Yeah, nothing prioritized, and it's just a chill, laid back day. That's a long day. But if when you have a day where it's just all you have to get all of this stuff done, it's a fast day. And I think yeah. I have that with like with my life. And as you know, I've gotten you know, when I was just a coach, my days were my days, and my training was my training. And then when I started owning a gym, those days definitely got shorter. I, I didn't have enough hours in the day. And then right. when I got married, I was now responsible for myself and my wife. And then kid one, kid two, and as things get piled on, that speeds things up. You haven't even started all the camps and sports and. Oh, okay. practices and yeah wait 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 till that kicks up so, you'll be like shit that's all i got yeah so got a got a story after the end of this relatively th- <laughs> relativity thought but like um when you're young and you talk summertime right when i'm in elementary school and i'm nine three or four months of my life <laughs> is a really high percentage of my life oh, yeah. span Absolutely. But now when you're 40, you're like three or four months, you're like, that's that's a breeze, right? And that's just relative to your time. So like three or four months as a nine-year-old is a much bigger chunk of like your timeline than it is when you're 40, 50, 60. And that, that relativity comes into place. But you talk sports. Sign my son up for soccer again. We talked last, uh, was it last, I guess last fall when Dylan had his first. Oh, and yeah, that's right. So I signed him up. I was like, here. Put, put them on this team. I'm going to sit back and just, you know, cheer from the sidelines. And then uh, the YMCA emailed all the parents on the team, like, we don't have a coach. <laughs> Sucked in. <laughs> we don't have a coach. And, you know, I signed Dylan up, so I used my email to get the information. My wife does not get this email. And is like, would anybody like to step up and coach or else we won't be able to play and we'll probably have to disperse your kids at best. And I waited two hours, no response, and I replied all, I will coach the team. <laughs> <laughs> and not 10 minutes later, right? So I've already said my wife is not on this email chain with the parents because it's only my email when I registered my son for soccer. I get it. Yell from the living room in the other room. You're volunteering to coach Dylan's team. I was like, how do you even know that? It's like, apparently (laughs) one of her friends, kids is on the team that just got the email and text (laughs) Ashley that I volunteered to coach the soccer team. (laughs) Uh. So that being said, I, I, I stayed out of it last year, but damn it. I can't wait to coach my son in sports this year. Oh man, man, I can't. That's I'm so excited. Funny. Like I, I don't You're give so a. You're so lucky sh- you weren't. You were so lucky you weren't in the living room because you would have had a shoe hit you up in the side. Dude, of the yeah. Head. She's like, you can't. I was like, like straight, it would. It would have been shoe first, then ask. Yeah, I was like, Pop. what am I supposed to do? Since you know, Dylan's got to play soccer. No one's stepping up. So, you know, I, I this is a this is a a dad bucket list checkbox number one. There you go. Coach my son in sports. I know I, he's four I, and a half, but. I'm very excited. I, I, I would say that you are in a very safe place to do it at the young age for that, for sure. Yeah. The older age, like my dad did it with us, and it was, uh, 
he did a great job, but it there was some learning that had to go on between mm. how you're a state champ wrestling team coach <laughs> yeah. and your kids eight. You know what I mean? And you 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 infuse your state wrestling coach uh, enthusiasm mm-hmm. on your eight year old kid, and your eight year old kid doesn't understand what the heck you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think four. It's I tough, can still. But it's awesome. I can still. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it, and I loved everything about it, but there is some learning that goes into that, for mm. sure. Now, I've coached young kids when I was young. Like, when I was in college or graduated in college, I coached, like, a my swim coach's daughter's basketball team, which I had no business coaching. Renata, I don't know. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have time <laughs> for any of this stuff. But I think at four and a half, my expectations are zero to negative. So I'm just like, my, my goal is like, okay, Make sure everybody's having fun, and we do some semblance of actively getting the ball towards the goal. Yep. And other than that, we're good. <laughs> uh, you'll have fun. It'll be. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. So I- I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um. Oh, what was I going to get to? Yeah, that's it. All right. We are here as we talk age to talk about the programming of the 2022 Noble CrossFit Games. Age groupers will talk about the programming specifically based like the main programming with some, you know, Bill, you got to call this, you got to watch this, so you definitely have yeah. more of an inside view of how these things shaped up in live competition versus just on paper, which I think is going to be a really cool ad as we go through this. And, you know, as... We go through, we'll talk basically the mainstay programming, like the 35 to 39, that division. And then that's really where they went down or up as far as the scaling for different age groups. Um, if you had any that came up, like that were interesting scales, I would love to lean on your expertise. No, this was, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things to talk about with, I mean, not a lot, but some really cool things to talk about. Um, and I think to start it just really easily, it's, this is probably the first Masters um, games, I think, where when they look after all of the divisions, they didn't water anything down. There was no mm. watering down, and that was really that was really cool. When we get into the events, we'll we'll talk about those different things. But that yeah. was, I think, the most impressive thing to me was they finally. I remember, I remember being one of the. Uh, uh, testing guys for the games like in 2010, 2011, actually 2010 when they did the uh, the sled dog push, yeah. handstand push into the overhead yeah, squat. Yeah. And I remember talking to Tony Budding and him asking me, do you think Masters athletes should do handstand push-ups in the games? Hmm. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, they should. It's like, well, you know, what about the neck and the shoulders and are they too old and are they too this? Oh. And again, so there's been that from that level – I mean, and not that people couldn't do it, you know, I mean, they were, they were doing like the girl workouts way back then at that one and, and stuff like that. But went from that level where should they do handstand pushups to when I was at the games and they had the upper divisions for Amanda not doing ring muscle ups to whereas this year they have the 65 plus doing modified pegboard ascents. Mm. So it was really cool. It was yeah. really cool seeing that progression and actually giving them the respect of the you know, fittest in the world type of athletes. So yeah. it's cool. Well, before we get to the program, we want to thank our partners of the show. Number one, Bubs Naturals. We have, oh Look man. that. Remember um, when we were talking to Sean about what to do for September 11th? 
coming up. We oh, wanted to yeah. do the the Glenn Hero Workout. Yeah. Because Glenn Doherty, who is the namesake, the the fallen hero behind Bubs Naturals, it was Glenn Bubs Doherty, who fell at Benghazi on September 11th, is we were going to do the Hero Workout Glenn this September 11th in honor of him and obviously to support Bubs Naturals. If you guys want to support them and the charities that they donate, 10% of all proceeds and profits to go to bubsnaturals.com. Do yourself a favor. Use the code GETWITH20 for 20% off. That collagen protein, the MCT oil powder, that apple cider vinegar gummies. You know, I, I've, I got to tell you, I've been kind of double dipping in the gummies lately. Really? Is that a thing? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that was a thing. it says two a day, but I, I kind of do it day and night now. It's like a... Wow. It's a little morning pick-me-up and a little late-night sweet tooth curb. But uh, do, you, do you feel any different? Do uh, you... I don't feel worse. Oh, all right. Yeah, I don't feel worse. but uh, That's good. Yeah, really good. Um, and then, I did. It, remember we were talking about the grips last time from Element 26? Yeah, the, the new double-sided ones. Yeah, dude. I, uh, I put those to work the other day. They're so good. Yeah, they're, they're a little bit thinner, right? So they're not as like, because uh, the rubber ones work great. They feel a bit more I don't, industrial. Might not be the best. Well, I mean, yeah, that's not a bad. That's not a bad thing though. I mean, you want them strong because what happens with me is I tear my grips. Yeah, like all all the ones I've had in the past. Like I, I mean, I. I'm very efficient at getting the use of locking my hand on the bar with the grips. Mm -hmm. And so it puts a lot of tension on that fabric or whatever the, yeah. whatever the um, stuff is. So the fact that they, they one have been very industrial with that, but then still being able to pare that down um, and still have that strength. That's huge. Yeah. It's huge. uh the grips are awesome and they're a bit thinner. So I feel like my grip is even better because, you know, with the, a thicker grip that opens up the hands a little bit. I mean, you did, um, you tested our, our uh, <laughs> rotating Fran. Yeah. What are bubs? Oh, well, uh, let's see. Yash, bubs, bubs naturals. We'll drop that. We'll drop this. Check it out, bro. Check it out, bro. You need it. Non-dairy coffee creamer, creamer, collagen protein. We put that in our coffee just about every MCT oil powder. MCT oil powder. We put that all. Apple gummy vinegar uh, yeah. gummies. It's delicious. Good. Check but, it out. Uh, yeah, so big thing here. September 11th, we are going to do the Glen Hero workout. Yeah. Which is, uh, I'm like, man, that's freaking fast approaching. How is yeah, it almost seriously. September? Uh, dude, I'm telling you, that's that age thing. Close your eyes and all of a sudden, oh, bam. Like, we, we got past. We got past Fourth on. of July, and I was like, "Shit, here comes uh, here comes Halloween now." We're well, and that's into the, the thing holidays. too. The back quarter of the year, just like you got Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. It's like, bam! The last half yeah. goes so fast. Yeah, so fast. All right, let's get into the events. Uh, it was really fun going through these, just because I really didn't get to see them. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know what they were until we started doing, until you talked about doing this. Uh, there's three days of competition, three on day one, two on day two, and three on day three for eight total events. And we'll start with Thursday called Three Ways Down. I feel like that sounds like a, 
<laughs> Isn't that a band, Three Doors Down? Three Doors Down. <laughs> there you go. Is that Superman? Is that the Superman guys? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think it is. All right, so four-time, 1,400-meter run, four rope climbs to 20 feet, 21 dumbbell shoulder to overhead, followed by 1,200 run, three rope climbs, 15, 800, two rope climbs, nine. And this is a classic weightlifting monostructural gymnastic triplet with some high-skill, longer ropes, some heavier dumbbells, and probably most people are used to cycling for at least two. Right? You see a dumbbell snatch or even a shoulder overhead of those heavier ones. And then obviously a decent chunk of running. You got 24, let's see, oh, 3,400 meters of yeah. running in this. And yeah. time cap being 30 minutes. So this is a, you know, this is a, man, this is a, this is a classic CrossFit workout that you'd see at the CrossFit Games. It is. So this was very... Uh, uh, open individual style, and I was really happy that they gave it to the to the age groups. And I love the the weight that they used for the dumbbells. I mean that it's it's heavy, even though they were exposed to it in what was it the semifinals? I think that they were told that they had the the heavier dumbbell for the first time. Yeah. Um. So they upped the weight, which is good. They upped the reps here, which was good. Uh. It definitely was a a running event. I mean, okay. if you were good on the run, I mean, there's a lot of distance there to cover, but it still had the, it had all three pieces. It had your weightlifting element. It had your calisthenics element, your body weight element with, you know, with your, your body going up the rope. And then that runs, it was a really good way to start. Um, it, it was fun too, because it, it led a lot of people that were trying to make a statement in all the different divisions you I you got to see how hard they went to kick the door down on this one. Mm. So it was it was really fun. Even though it was long, there was still a lot of excitement with that. A lot of a lot of changing back and forth. You know, you get the leaders out in the front um on the run to see who's gonna kind of push the pace and then if they would collapse or not on the rope. So it was uh it was good. It how was did really they how did they event. handle the rope climbs twenty feet? Did that throw some people for a loop at all? See people slow yeah. down on the dumbbells? Cause I could see like your grip's going to be much more smoked going into that. And to control 270s or 250s between men and women, I mean, that's tough for shoulder to overhead. Yeah, it was – you could tell the, the the athletes that knew, meaning the athletes that have been to the games before. I mean, we haven't done in the semis or anything like that, especially for any of these age groups, anything over 15 feet, mostly because you're doing those uh, rope climbs in your gym. So there's that element. And – 20 feet when you get to the games, it doesn't sound like it's a big deal, but it is a big deal when all of a sudden you are under fatigue and you're pushing the pace and then you get up there because it's everyone knows their pace of one or two, depending how tall or good of a, a rope climber they are, even you know one to three pulls up to the top. Now with that extra five feet, you guaranteed have one, if not two mm. pulls extra on every single one. So if you're doing four rope climbs you're really actually doing something closer to six rope climbs yeah I was about to from say. what you normally do in your gym so um and with the crash pad and dave just threw this up there um you can come down faster but you lose your jump uh, so a lot of the athletes are trying to oh, jump off the pad yeah. up into the air but when you push down hard your feet just sink into the pad so you're basically do doing a true 20 foot climb um which is pretty cool i 
if you saw the athletes, they'd run the run real hard. If they didn't slow themselves down, then they were smoked by the time they got to the rope. They'd get there and do the, I have to stand and kind of recover a little bit. So you could definitely see some shuffling uh, between the ropes and uh, the shouldered overhead. Yeah. It's fun. It was, it was a great event. It was a great event. Oh, this is, this not, is one of those. Not a tech, not an overly technical, but a definitely, all right, who's got it? Who's got the gas and who's got the strength? Yeah, and I'm looking over at the leaderboard. Um, just make things simple, the men 35 to 39. And this is one of those where, well, I can't say a top 10 predictor because only 10 were... <laughs> Right, <laughs> ten. We're doing it. Yes, so. it's, it's an app. It's a. It's a hundred percent spot 100%. on. Hundred percent. We're in the top ten. In fact, all the events amazing. were. The programming it's was amazing. perfect. It was spot on. <laughs> <laughs> the programming was perfect. Uh, when uh, we look at this, as we're analyzing these events, uh, just to give you guys a little peek behind the curtain, we use the not the end all be all, just as a a guide is we use the level two programming analysis worksheet. Now, a lot of this is for programming, say, for your affiliate, not just for competition, but it allows us to look at some things. This is just a guide. There's a lot of more nuance that can go into this, but you can see we look at modalities and loads. We can look at this, and they have light, medium, heavy as far as weightlifting and gymnastics. We have time domains, heavy day, less than five minutes, five to 10, 11 to 20 20 plus. Now, this sheet is a bit outdated as we've been doing this for over two years now. I keep saying we're going to do this, but we're going to kind of, we're going to develop really our own one. programming analysis <laughs> worksheet because the test has expanded. Yeah. Right? There aren't 12 gymnastic movements available to us here, right? There's much different weightlifting movements with the, and especially in regards to the CrossFit Games, there's so much odd object things like, you know, you consider that like dumbbells and kettlebells are, are not even listed on here. The Husafel bags, sleds, like, but this is a guide to just kind of see where the programming is and what the balance is between weightlifting movements, monostructural movements, and gymnastics movements. So as we're going through this, we're just marking up the sheet. I have it right here in my hand. I've already filled it all out. So that's just what we're looking at as a little bit of a guide, obviously not gospel as we go right. into this. So let's look at the first event one more time before we go through. We have, again, it's a 20 plus minute time frame. The time cap I think was 30. Uh, like I said, it's a big chunk of running, 3,400 meters, so over 3K of running. Rope climbs, you're looking at a total of five to 20 feet, or sorry, nine to 20 feet. So the amount of, as you said, oh, extra climbs you'll do is if you're trying to keep that in perspective, what do you think? Like 15 rope climb feel? Uh, probably closer to that, yeah. Yeah, 45 dumbbell shoulder overhead with 70s and 50s for the main stay age groups. And after the running where your lungs and your legs are sapped, because it wasn't just a easy run, right? It wasn't just no, a flat run. They, they had, didn't they run around the dog park a little bit or was it just around the North Park? Uh, it was around the North Park, but it was in the dog park area. So they had three loops. They had an outer loop and then a middle loop and then that inner loop. Okay. okay. Um, and, you know, and again, all of, all of the athletes did that. Even even the the adaptive divisions had their lap that they had to do. So everyone was involved in that uh, in that run. Yeah. 
It was cool. Yeah. yeah. A lot of good running. And it, there and it wasn't completely it's not like you were at a track. There was a slight uh, there was yeah, a slight little elevation uphill, changes. Slide down. I mean nothing crazy, but like it was definitely there. It was a it was a trail run for sure. And the weight itself at this volume after those rope climbs, it's it's already awkward heavy. Maybe not like numerically heavy. But uh there was I don't remember anybody doing the sets unbroken. Okay. So put that into perspective, and, yeah. and which I think is a smart move. I mean, even if you could, it's like, what's the point of doing that? The the object is to be strong because for some of the athletes, you know, if you if you double the weight and you put it into a barbell perspective, the the support that's needed on a barbell is way less than dumbbells, especially when you just right. use your lats, you just use your grip, and even though we're pushing rather than pulling, all of the support muscles to um, stabilize your body as you're going up the rope, our tax going into now having to stabilize the dumbbells up overhead. So there's a lot of activities going on in the shoulders and the triceps and the, in the, in the lats, just that upper girdle area to do that. So nobody, nobody went unbroken on those. Yeah, yeah. Smart. And if you look at some of the athletes, like on the men's side, you got Roy Gamboa, Craig Kenny, Giannis Papadopoulos, yeah, like, not like a it's bunch like of not hype hitters out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> On the men, men's side, and you, you mentioned stability, and you look at this as like, I think it's more about stability and technique than it is really strength because of what those rope climbs are going to do to your arm shoulder fatigue to, to stabilize those. So I thought it was a really cool way to kick things off. So as we advance to event number two, the Max Trio. So... You have a Mike's Max Bike Cows. Was that on the Concept 2 bike or what was that on? Yeah. Concept yeah. 2 bike yeah. in five minutes, which is, that's gross. <laughs> and is it, <laughs> was it straight into yep. a one rep max weighted pull-up, straight into a one rep max front squat? For the pull-up and front squat, they had three minutes to do those exercises. Yeah. So you had five minutes, three minutes, three minutes. And then how was the score? Total combined um, reps Total combined and weight? calories, weight, and weight. Okay. Uh, yeah, or, uh, yeah. So that's how they put those all together, which I thought was really, it was an interesting mix. Um, because it, 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 it forced you to, you couldn't sandbag any to play to your strength necessarily, because if you did and you really dropped it down too much, mm -hmm. it's really, it's really hard to feather that with, with the time caps being so close. Um, but I'd have to send that bike. Oh man, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I was like, right? my front you squat's to. gonna suck, anyways. Well, and it, there, there is, there is an element of I, I do think that there was uh, a little bit of a classic CrossFit total feel to it, where it's like, if you suck at the deadlift, you're gonna suck at the at the whole total, even though you have a badass strict press. Like it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter because you can get too many too many pounds on the deadlift to make up that big jump. I think you can do the same thing here with the calories on the bike. You can get a lot there. The pull-ups, I don't think that there's going to be a big disparity between, I mean, even if someone gets a hundred pounds and seven gets 70 pounds, mm -hmm. like that's only 30 and you can make those up in some other areas like, like on the front squat. Um, I mean, if you have a good front squat, we, we know that some of the athletes out there have amazing front squats. So I, I think that that definitely, um, you know, kind of changes a little bit, but I liked how they put them all together. I liked the the setup for it, and I think the time frames were important. I think that was good. They the five minute on the bike forced you to be tired, but also allowed you to get the calories that you needed. You know, yeah. So 
It was a it was a, it was a good mix, and it was basically like a it was very similar, you know, to to other elements that we've seen in the again in the individual type uh, games where they would have you running under fatigue, mm-hmm. um, even though it was the first time they put them all together like that, almost like a skills setup, which was kind of like um, I would have almost said this was the skills piece rather than the next one that's a skills chipper. Yeah, well, I, whenever I see this event, I just think of the skills test from twenty eleven. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, you had we they the had weighted a max pull weighted pull-up. They had a right. max snatch, and then I think it went into the farmer care handstand walk as right. one of the skill sets. Now, it was crazy on the – I will say on the max pull-up, the way they did it, um, you could have no movement, no movement oh, at really? all. Like you couldn't have a little bounce of the shoulders to come up. You weren't allowed to like bring your legs to kick up. So it was a max if, strict – it was a max like dead hang pull up and then you had to go from there yeah interesting yeah that's tough <laughs> dude so very when, tough. when you first look at this you're like oh okay event one triplet weightlifting monostructural gymnastics you're like event two triplet weightlifting monostructural gymnastics and i'm <laughs> like actually no right <laughs> one this isn't i mean yes this is a triplet they're scored as singles, but they add them together, so you would consider that a triplet. But when you add the weight to the pull-up, it's no longer a gymnastics movement. It becomes right. a, weightlifting a weightlifting movement. Yeah. And because gymnastics is moving your body in space unloaded. Weightlifting is moving an external load with your body. And so it takes that out of the category of gymnastic movement and into the category of a weightlifting movement. Right. Which I think some people are like, I really my, my wish, brain. Now, yeah. <laughs> now, this is one that we didn't call because they were doing this and the run at the same time. So we didn't get to call this one. And I, I didn't get to see any of the athletes do this. Which is a what bummer, I'm man. On the, totally. I, I'm bummed that on the scorecard – they didn't break oh, it down. Yeah. They just have the total number of reps. So you don't know who did what on the pull-up or who did what on the front squat. It's only when uh, I think uh, I saw a shot of Patty McGill, the, the CrossFit Games put out when she was doing her pull-up. And she's in the um, 60 to 65 division, I believe. Um, and, you know, here's this tall, you know, older lady doing – I mean, she's long. She was a rower back in her day. And so she's doing this weighted pull up. She's got all these weights strapped to her, you know, on the, uh, on the belt. And that would have been really cool to have been able to show people, not just everybody running, which would have been cool, yeah. but I wish we could have somehow gotten to at least show that at least have like a, you know, a, a post-production shot of it or something. Um, Cause there was a lot of good uh, of those three events, a lot of good showing that I really wish that people could have seen. I, I really wish you got to see their separate the yeah. numbers. Totally. It's just a little extra step. One of those, I mean, like just like the CrossFit total um, and the other total from quarterfinals for the individuals and masters. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't have that. But So when you look at this one, we're, we're calling this really a heavy day, save yeah. for the, the bike cows. So you have two weightlifting movements, both heavy. They're for max weights. And then you have the one monostructural movement, for that time domain. Um, do you want, I mean, I guess this is a triplet. 
It's three things it, scored call, together. Because it's all scored as one. So right. I would call it a triplet. It's all triplet. scored together as one. So you have your triplet, even though it's like a heavy day triplet, which is always interesting. And it's task priority, do this, except for the bike, which is a time right. priority, right? You're given amount of time. So when we say time priority, you get an allotment of time to do as many reps as you can. So your AMRAPs or your, I guess, is an EMOM? Time priority, uh, Tabata's time priority, even though you have a task in the EMOM. So maybe. Uh, shit. <laughs> that one gets kind of muddy. Death huh? by. Which um, we'll get to. We'll get death to. Death by would be, I would say task priority because you have to complete a certain amount. Even though it's in the time, there's a time frame. Yeah. If you don't complete the task, you don't get to move on. Oh, that's a good point. So I guess EMOM could be the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, things like Tabata and AMRAPs is their time priority. So a, a, little, a little both here. Uh, we have that heavy gymnastics weighted or this this weightlifting pull. All right, so we went from rope climbs into a max weighted pull. We went from the bike sapping your legs into the front squat, so making sure you don't just have pure one-off strength, but you have strength under fatigue, which means you're well-conditioned into strength, also known as strength and conditioning. But hey, it's a good thing we went over those two articles. <laughs> this is a uh, yeah, totally. This is a, a similar, a shorter version, but a similar um, idea as when you did the uh, the Helen at the games, the the long oh, Helen, the yes. Helenish, where you yes. had to do, you had to work, 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 and then you had to come and lift a yes. one rep max, a heavy weight in a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, same idea. So I, I, I like, I love that setup. I really do. I mean, when you look at it, it's only 11 minutes total. Like the time cap of this is 11 minutes for the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. Good yeah. test. Good test. Uh, all right. Final event for day number one, the skills chipper. Now the individuals did the skills speed medley where different skills were segmented. And as you advanced after cuts, they increased the skills. Here is a chipper. So it starts with one pegboard. Was it one for everybody? Uh, yeah. Legless yeah. or legs? Um, they just said a regular ascent. Okay. One yeah. pegboard, 50 double-unders, 25 handstand push-ups, 50 double-unders, 25 pistols, 50 double-unders. As my OCD starts yep. to click <laughs> on one, one leg doing more than the other. <laughs> 50 yeah. double-unders, 25 GHDs, 50 double-unders, and then a handstand walk. How far was the handstand walk? Uh, I think it was 25 feet. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. The 25s. Um, and what's great about this is they made everybody do a version of that. So I know in the later age groups, they, they changed the number of double-unders a little bit, but they still had a modified pegboard ascent, which was similar to the, the way they did the modified wall walk. So you had to hang from the pegboard, your feet off the ground. Okay. You had to go one hand up over a line and then back, and then the other hand up over a line and then back. So that's how you would get your one pegboard. So you had your athletes that were 60 plus, they had to hang from the pegboard, get the peg into the hole on both hands, and then come down before they drop. Mm. So, I mean, they weren't ascending the whole thing, but, you know, again, let's see how many 60 60 plus people in the world are able to hang yeah. two pegs and pull themselves up and be able to get themselves in there. And they also did pistols. 
right? So oh, that's um, cool. They they were alternating pistols, whereas the younger age groups were doing the uh, the the same version as the uh, the open division. Oh, okay. Where you had to do the half on one side, then half on the other side, or minus one. On so the what? Other Thirteen leg. on one side, twelve on the other. Right. Oh. <laughs> Which is so weird to me, but I mean, whatever. It is. It's all good. That is weird. Uh, so we look at this, we have five different gymnastics movement. You have the pegboard, handstand push-up, pistol, GC sit-up, handstand walk. So you've got a pull with the pegboard, push with the handstand, squat with the pistol, core with the GHD, and then another what we consider a push-style pressing movement with the handstand walk. Your monostructural element is the double unders within there. Now, if someone comes in and like, well, you pulled with the rope climb and then you pulled more with the pull up and then you have the pegboards like it's one it's right. one pegboard and maybe it's the appropriate one rep for an age group division after smoking them on rope climbs and fatiguing them on a weighted pull up to see do you still have the stamina and strength to do one pegboard Right. And I, I think I see the pegboard with the one, especially in these divisions, even even though, um, you know, it's the modified version in the older division. The teens still had to do it. The regular groups had to do it. But it was just one pegboard. It wasn't so taxing because it was so many. It this I saw this more as the accuracy part rather than the gymnastic pulling segment to it. It was can you organize yourself and coordinate pulling up and then getting it in the hole rather than just doing more pull-ups a, a regular pulling they weren't doing the pegboard quote-unquote for speed even though they're in a race it was mm. could you get these pieces done could you get up high enough could you get the peg in the hole and then get on with the other stuff well what i liked here is they put the one pegboard in the very beginning as the gatekeeper if he had the skill it was just I, a boom 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 but if not uh, hey and I that asked that you. question to Boz when, when oh, we really? went over all of these events. That was one of the first questions I asked was when you guys put these together, why did you decide to put that in the front? I go, you know, we saw what it looked like at the games the first time they brought the pegboards out where you had you know, the, our best female athletes in the world just sitting there looking at this thing. Right. And he said what we wanted was we wanted them to have as much energy and power and um, be have no fatigue even and we're not counting the the combined fatigue but no fatigue going into that to be able to go and hit that with the best that the the best that they could we didn't want them to be at the very end and then just be like okay well now it's just a matter of you know who had the gas to do it they wanted everyone to have a true shot at getting that okay. uh, that pegboard uh john asked did any athletes not get one uh there were some that didn't yeah there were some that struggled okay uh, I, I wouldn't say that it was a ton, uh, yeah. but there were there were um, honestly where I saw people having more problems was when they got to the strict handstands because you had to do strict handstands oh, up until yeah. fifty to uh, till fifty. 49. I mean, twenty five is a good chunk if you don't have your ducks in a row. Yeah, I mean, it, everyone can do fifteen. You know what I mean? And then you're like, yeah. oh, and you get that, that, you know, the speed wobbles as you're trying to get through there. And again, like if you're racing it and you jump in too fast, too hard, uh, it makes those last 10 very difficult. Hey, shout out to Corey. Speaking of, I walked on my hands in a competition this weekend. Super proud of myself in case you couldn't tell. We're proud of you too, Corey. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Nice job, Corey. Yeah. That's always a big milestone. Really cool. Congratulations, Corey. 
Nice job, dude. All right, so that's day one. When we look at this event, this is a much faster pace for the, you know, it's a five to ten minute. Your fastest times were sub five was the fastest time. Yeah. We saw on the men's side, on the women's side, for the 35 to 39 specifically, we had right over five. So five to seven minutes is your average time frame. So we had something started off with, you know, 20 plus, 25 plus, weightlifting, monostructural, classic CrossFit, triplet. And then you had the test between work capacity on a bike, strength in a vertical pull with weighted pull-up, and then pure strength with a front squat under fatigue from event one and the bike itself. Then you come into this skills. This is heavy on gymnastics with a slight low skill monostructural work to close out day number one time frame. Like I said, five to seven minutes is about that time. So a good blend of things on day number one, lots of gymnastics movements, but a little skewed because of this event had five small gymnastic tests within this right you look at yeah. one pegboard meh 25 handstand push-ups i would say is probably your biggest gymnastic test in here not the pistols not the ghg sit-ups and the handstand walk is the handstand walk i think the handstand push-ups is really the big was this kind of the big decider for these athletes uh, i i think i well i think in the in the master's division the split there's a split between handstand push-ups and pistols. Oh, we yeah. talk all the time about that below parallel squat. Yeah. And you know, we've seen good athletes with they've got all kinds of leg strength, but they have bad mobility. Like, you know, some of the best athletes that we have and they're on their toe doing a pistol. Well, if you're a fifty five year old athlete and you're doing pistols on your toes, your knees are gonna be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they're not going to want to play that game anymore. So there was a, you could see the difference between those that had handstand push-ups and those that had the pistols. Interesting. Maybe there was a, a switch back and forth, but you would see some jostling just between those two movements. So that okay. was, that was really interesting to see. And it's, I mean, obviously everyone's going to have their strength and their weaknesses, but you could see, you know, just like I talk about all the time that there should be overhead squats in any master's division, because that's going to be your you could have a beast that if you know can snatch 225, but if you make them squat snatch something, then all of a sudden it drops drastically right. to like 135. Right. So um, I, I think that that was good to have, and it, it there I, I would say it was an even split between those two. If you had both of them, you smashed this event. Or smashed none. It. Or none 35, depending on the uh, masters athlete. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> All right. So that was day one as we move to day two. And as we look at this, we have parallel Elizabeth. So the individuals did Elizabeth elevated where it was 21.15.999 of squat cleans at 135 and 95 and parallel bar dips with a traverse every basically third or whatever number they were on. Now here it has 21.15.9 of squat cleans. And it says seven parallel bar traverses, five parallel bar traverses, three. Were these only traverses and no dips? Yeah, there was no dip. So they just oh, had to go across. Which interesting. <laughs> was interesting because I think that on the get-go, everyone thought, oh, sweet, we don't have to do the dip so I yeah. can just get going. And there were a lot of people that would get going and just bail themselves right to the ground oh. because they would try – I mean – how, when was the last time that you raced on your hands on bars like that? If you 
if you did not respect what that what was happening with that, mm-hmm. then you went down. And there were a lot of athletes that, you know, they'd push the squat cleans, thinking that you know it's not a big deal. I'm just gonna kind of piddle around on my hands after this so I can get going. And they were smoked going to the bars and immediately would hop right up, take one or two steps and in, in like just crumble, just, just completely crumble body all over the place, shaking, not really sure how to put themselves together. And there was a lot of learning on the fly. of Okay. How do I keep my body straight? How do I keep my body tight? Like they did, they were thinking racing. Yeah. They weren't thinking be a gymnast and think about how a gymnast would walk back and forth across this, uh, the set of parallel bars. It was, much harder than people thought it would be. Um, the ones yeah. that had the skill definitely smashed people, but even without the dips, it did exactly what it was going to do. Okay. Um, the same exact feel for sure. That's really cool. And you know, when I'm, I'm looking at this is when you total up the number of traverses, it's right about 15, 15 total traverses. A parallel bar is about eight feet length. And so depending on, you know, a couple inches here and there, depending on where they start with the tape line, they're yeah. walking in that position for a total of near 120 feet. Right. I mean, we <laughs> talked about how big it was with the athletes doing 150. Right. And here we are, I mean, with all with all of your age groups. And granted, you know, they brought, like, when you got to 60-plus, it went 531. Mm-hmm. So it still brings it down. But, like, that is a, still a lot of feet to move around supporting your body weight on one hand at a time as you're, as you're going step by step. And the other thing too, is when you couple this up with squat cleans is that, you know, the shoulder stamina and stability you need on these traverses gets smoked on high volume barbell cycling with a squat clean back of the shoulders, front rack position. That's a huge toll on the shoulders. I think yeah, that's why I hate Elizabeth so much. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, I saw this question come up a couple times. Bill, would you ever try to qualify and compete in the CrossFit Games? Again, uh, I should add it in again because Bill has. Um, I, you know, it. I get asked if I'm quote unquote retired, and the night I will say that the nice thing I will say. My brother's like cringing right now because he says I say that all the time. I think that what's great about the master's division is it's always there. And when I find the desire to want to get out and mix it up, um, I definitely will. And I know that I can because of the age groups that they have set up for that. Yeah. The thing with me is that I've competed for so long that I know how I am and I don't want to, if I'm going to compete, I, I want to train to compete. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, I've been an athlete too long to go out and just do it just kind of for fun, just to see what would happen. Um, I have no, I don't like to lose at all. And, um, I don't, I don't mind losing if I'm in my, at my best and you're at your best and you beat me, I can give you a high five and say, man, great job. But if someone beats me and I know that I didn't perform the way I need to, uh, I would be pissed. Yeah, you would. And, and it's, a, it's a priority <laughs> thing. It's like, you know, what do, what do you have going on in your life? I mean, I there's a lot of things that I am doing right now um, that are more important to me than getting that feeling of being out on the floor. But I always know that it's there. If I get the itch, and I mean, I'll never say never. I've, I've been an athlete for too long. I'll never say that I'm completely done. Yeah. I'll just say it'll, it'll come out when I'm, when I'm fired up I'm to come out and do it. Damn good and ready. You know? Yeah. 
I like watching you compete. I I mean when I if when I compete I'm coming out to rip people's faces off. I'm yeah. not coming out to like I just want to have a this fun is great time out here. High fives, everyone! Like, like I I have I have gym workouts for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when you look at Elizabeth, we have the squat clean. So you have that pull from the floor and the squat with the clean itself as you stand up. Obviously, we had tested a front squat the other day, so now we have a clean. On the next day, much lighter, obviously. This isn't for max load. It's for max intensity. And couple that with a gymnastics press style movement in a different plane than, say, a handstand walk, just about inverted, right? Instead of the hands being over your head and you being upside down, the hands are below your waist and you're sitting there vertically. The It's a couplet. Time frame, uh, the... Total repetitions, the moderate that they have here is 50 to 200, which is, I think, is a big range. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it also depends on the type of rep it is, but it's in that moderate range just above 90 total reps. Well, no, it is in a small range if you count one traverse. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a low rep scheme. Now, it's just above 60. Close. Yeah. It's a low rep scheme. You have a task priority, you have a couplet, and then you have that blend with, you know, it's really, I mean, it's not a pull-pull. Obviously, it's coming off the floor, but, you know, it's pull, grip, squat, press, a little bit of everything. Yes, everyone, I'm very aware of Calsu. I still owe that. Thank you. <laughs> very aware. Very aware. No one will let me forget. That's why I said it on air. That's why I said it on air. All right, that was to start day number two as we look at, they only had two events on day number two, and it's called Mixed Mode Madness. And so you had three different couplets on an interval-based format. First couplet was 20 ring muscle-ups and a 60-meter obstacle sprint. Rest one minute. What was the cap on all these? Two, three uh, minutes? I believe it was three minutes on each round. Three minutes, yeah. 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 That sounds minutes. about right. 20 muscle-ups, 60-meter sprint. Rest a minute, 20 snatches, 60-meter sprint, 135 and 95. Were these squat or power? Uh, they were just snatches. Just snatches. Any, any, anyway, yeah, just power okay. snatches, ground overhead, basically. Minute rest, 30 cal row, which is just nasty. How did that last sprint look after people's 30 <laughs> cal rows? Uh, Gumby legs, <laughs> um, for sure. Um, I mean, I think what was really, really nasty was having them having to go 20 snatches, the sprint into 30 cal row and yeah. the sprint. Um, it was very similar to, again, a, a, a version of what the individuals were doing where they had the intervals set. Um, and I, I, I mean, there, theirs was the, the run and then the shoulder to overhead, but you had that break in between. And so there was always that, um, it wasn't much of a recovery. But it was a recovery, and any 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 time in the games, and they've had in in an interval style set where there is rest, that never makes it easier. That yeah, always right. makes it worse because you just you get the recovery, whether you want to recover or not. Like you can't settle into a pace at that point. Mm -hmm. You have no choice but to recover what you get, and then you hop right on to the next piece, and you jump right into it, and you get going. And and it was, it was really impressive. And then again. What's impressive is they started off with all age groups, oh. all of them having to do muscle ups. They brought oh, the number okay. down. Yeah. But 60 to 60, uh, 65 plus had 10 ring muscle ups to do. Yeah. And I thought that was 
amazing. Now, not all everyone got it. You know, you get whatever reps uh, you can yeah, get. Yeah. But the fact that they put that to them um, set a precedent of, okay, you're, you are now at the world championship for the fittest athletes in the world at whatever age group you're talking about, you should be able to do these things. There are no, there are no movements anymore that are off limits. Mm. And I think that that was awesome to see, uh, with all these athletes. I think it was great. Yeah. So when I'm looking at this, obviously you have three different couplets in an interval format, but now the, sco I, now the scoring on this was weird. The what, scoring on this was weird. Was it total um, time? It was total time. Okay, so total time together combined between couplet one, two, and three added together. Right. Okay, so now, a, a lot like the um, hat trick. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. The, the hard part was um, how they, and, I, and honestly, and I, I hate that I'm going to say this, but Originally, originally they said that if an athlete completed all of the events, like to the finish line on okay. all the runs, but didn't have the fastest runs, they that person would be scored above everybody else that beat them. Let's like let's say you did the part the Pat Barber style where you win the first event, mm -hmm. you're last in the second event, so you can recover, and then you win the third event. Oh, okay. what they wanted originally was they wanted to take that out, so. I was talking about that, but then I was looking at the scoring as it was coming out. And I was seeing people that didn't do that were placed ahead of athletes that didn't have. So I don't know if they're like, Hey, there were too many people that it wasn't working the way that they wanted it to yeah. or whatever. Uh, but it seemed like they made that adjustment on the fly where it was just pure, whatever your times were. And then they gave, you know, like however many, I don't know how they did if you didn't finish the run, okay. how they set the time frame up on that. I, I don't know exactly. Um, There's a lot of things that were happening. Was this the day when <laughs> someone like kicked a cord at the scoring table and it like shut down for an entire day? Yeah. Yeah. There were, there were a lot of things that happened. <laughs> There's a lot day. of poor, those poor scoring guys. They had, <laughs> they earned their paycheck. Right. That, uh, that week. Um, okay, so I got a question. So when I look at this, it is three different couplets combined together, but I really see this as more of a chipper, even though it's an interval style movement. Because um, it's just yeah, because, this. Because it's all put together. It's all put together. So the design is interval, but the scoring, the way the the intent is, what's your total number? Mm -hmm. So you're still trying to get that total number, even though it's it forces you to take those rests. So I, I would call it more of a chip or two. You do one piece and move on. We'll do one piece, move on. Okay. And so we have gymnastics with the ring muscle-ups. We have weightlifting, fairly light, 135 and 95 for these athletes for only 20 reps. You have the monostructural with the row. You also have the monostructural sprint with the run. And we said five to 10 minutes is the total aggregate time these athletes were, were doing. We said this is a chipper style event, task priority. You have the pull push with the ring muscle up. You have the pull press a little bit. And it's a more of a pull. Yeah. It's opposing movement patterns with the snatch and then a, a little bit more pull on the row. So good arm pump. Oh, totally. Good I mean, arm pump for mixed mode madness. I mean, grip, grip. Grip from the muscle, yeah. up, grip from the snatch, and even though the you know row we don't usually think of it as grip, but 
if you're pulling hard and I, there were some of the guys in the, in the adaptive division that were pulling 2,500 calories on, on their, on their stroke. Oh, rate. Wow. I was, I was blown away at the rate that they were pulling. It was insane. Dang. Yeah. That's uh that is, that is hard. Yeah. I, Especially I like, after all that. I don't pull that at all. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I have to be selling my soul to get anywhere <laughs> close to that. You know, it was nuts. Ah, there's some big boys out there though, man. Yeah. All right. So two events on day two, one more day to go. And the first event on the third day is carrying Karen, which I'm sure was really easy to say over and over again. <laughs> and what we I have... Mean, I, I'd let Jeff take care of that. <laughs> yeah, this is your job. I'll just say, Karen. So you have a 168-foot Husafel carry. So this is at North Park. Was yeah. that the length of the field, or was that yeah. like two or three sections? No, it was uh, it was the length. And what they did is they had those objects. It, it was it was similar to Strongman's carry that the um, the individuals did a couple years ago with okay. Karen in, in between. So you had objects that you would bring down the field with Karen interspersed in between and then objects that you would be bring back at the same time. Okay. So you carry the Husafel bag, 168 feet, 50 wall ball shots, 20 and 14 to a 10 foot target. Jerry bag carry on the way back were those hundreds and seventies. Yeah. The Husafel was 200 and 150. Right. For the main, um, not the main, the younger division. Yeah. For the younger divisions, 40 wall ball shots, 168 foot sled push. What was on the sled? Uh, I think it was just the sled itself. Okay, so um, I can't remember what the weight push? of the. I mean, it was. Oh, man, I can't remember. I know that the sled was difficult for a lot of people. Okay, I mean, that, that wasn't a. It wasn't a. It a wasn't a joke push. sled. No, 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 no. Um, I know that there was some weight on there. I can't remember what it was though, and they don't have it listed. And so, so they put. Moved all these things on one side of the field and ran back. Yeah. So you you do the carry, okay. you do the wall balls, you come back, you bring the jerry cans over, you do the wall balls, come back, push the sled, do the wall balls, then you carry this the Husfeld bag back. Okay. Come back with the wall balls, do the the jerry bags back, come back, do the wall balls, and then you push the sled across. Ooh. And the wall balls are so, going 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, which is Karen is 150 wall ball shots. Right. That final sled. After all yeah. that, yeah, it was Ooh. nasty. Um, what was really uh, what I what I was calling on this was that the odd objects in the beginning were your quote unquote active rest, okay, and you had to kind of play with your. Um, I take that back. You race the uh, uh, carries and the wall balls because of the bigger chunks. That's what you choose to to pace. Okay. Then it flips when all of a sudden the wall balls become a lot less. Okay. Yeah. Now you have to go. Now you have to go open up on on those wall balls. Like you have to do big chunks. You know the the fifty and the forty. It wasn't about doing big chunks because if you did, you just ruined yourself for the rest of the the grunt work after that. Okay. So it was really interesting watching like the front half and the back half of the event and how the priority would switch. It was it was fun. Interesting. It was cool. Yeah. And when you look at the, you know, the wall ball shot, you've got the squat and the press, the shoulder fatigue, the leg fatigue, and then you couple that with a heavy Husafel bag carry in that, was that, did it have to be in a bear hug position or anyway? They could carry it anyway. Okay, anyway. I was surprised that so many did decide to do it in a bear hug. They did? Why I would mean, you I do that? 
I, I, I mean, a couple I mean, people probably hard to get it up on the shoulder, yeah. and I was like, man, if everyone can get it up there that easy, why isn't everyone putting it yeah. up there? I, I don't know. And the thing with jerry bag carries is the way it pulls on your shoulders down is actually a yeah. big limiter when it comes. You know, they had a Husafel carry 50 wall ball shots, jerry bag carry into that 40. Those 40 wall ball shots were probably the toughest part oh, man. of the event. Just, well, second round, as always. Yeah. You know, it's always the, the, the shit round. And then the sled push, you've got blowing up your quads, your legs, and your shoulders and upper body. So there was not there was a whole lot of interference here with the wobble shot. I love this event. It's really this it's is really cool. cool. It was cool fun test. to watch. It would be a fun one to do. It'd be a really fun one to do. Just oh. just grunt. It's not a technique y kind of thing. I mean, you can just kind of brute force your way through that. You know who was fun to watch on this one was um uh Papadopoulos. Oh yeah. He's so he's just so, so dang burly. Big. Yeah. God. And watching him move through all the and granted he's a he's a tall guy, so the wall balls were no big deal, but you know, moving the bag around, moving the 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 jerry bags around, even seeing him having to take a couple breaks like on the sled, but just watching him move, it was just it was unreal. I mean he made he just made it look I don't want to say easy, but you're just in awe the whole time watching him work. It's crazy. And you think about Karen, Karen, five to six minutes for your elite athlete just by themselves. But this event was taking 14 to 16 minutes to right. get through with, with all the carries and the, this is cool. I would love to do this one. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, so you look at wall ball shots. That's a light weightlifting movement. I look at the jerry bag carry. I know it was a hundred pounds in each hand and 70 pounds in each hand, but I look at that as a moderate farmer carry with the bag itself i don't know how you look at that um, i can't i would count it moderate because i would i would put that in the like the deadlift realm okay yeah with the weight of like a deadlift moderate the sled push i had as moderate because i just didn't think there's any weight but what do you look at that i mean you watched it take place you said it was a struggle for some people yeah it was the sled was heavy for people and i wish i wish i could remember what the weight was um the sled was hard and I there were a lot of people that like they would push to the first line and they would stop and they'd look around. They would they would purposely use that as um, as a break. So there mm. was weight on that. I would say that that was a heavier weight. And I don't want to say that it was I, I, I guess the weight would be moderate, moderate and then heavy. I put I heavy for the hoosier bag. Yeah. OK. So light wall ball, moderate, moderate for the bag carry and the sled push, and then heavy for the Husafel bag just because it was 200 and 150. Yeah. So, um, all right. That was to start off day three, and then we move into the event that everybody got to do, which was rinse and repeat. We went through this for the individual side, but it was the every two minutes – do a 50-yard swim, starting with eight-calorie ski. You did that for six rounds, and you would add two cals each round. And then in seventh and eighth rounds, it was a two-minute AMRAP of cals on the ski erg. Your score was total calories on the ski erg. So you have this couplet. You've got a double monostructural piece back-to-back. -back. We just did a basically a full weightlifting test. Now we have our monostructural test. This is that task time combo because of the E2MOM or every two-minute format up until the end, which was get this work done in this time frame. Your buy-in. 
And then at the <laughs> end, it was two two-minute AMRAPs, which right. became a time-priority task. I say a time-priority task instead of a task-priority task, but you get what I'm saying. You got it. Got you get it. what I'm saying. Uh, this one, I mean, what I look at here is I look at balance of events that had a high percentage of a specific modality. So we talked about event three, which was just that gymnastic test with a little double under sprinkled in. It was all gymnastics. Well, we right. just did a pure weightlifting test in event six. And then here comes that pure monostructural test in event seven. So now you have a nice balance of three events that had a high priority on a specific modality spread out across a series of tests over three days. Yeah, I, I think that they... I mean, they were definitely plugging all the all the holes. Uh, it, it's interesting that they got the, up to this point. They've hit all of those pieces, but they did very specific pieces rather than blending all of those how we would normally see it. Um, I think it's good to have that back and forth. But I, I, there, I mean, there was a lot of people that complained about this event, and I'm really shocked that they did. I, I'm really shocked of how much. This seemed to be a either they loved it or hated it event. And whether you're a swimmer or not a swimmer or whatever, um, I think that it is so damn cool how it's put together. Mm -hmm. So damn cool. Not just for the not just for the competition in the different divisions itself, but the fact that you have all of the athletes competing in the exact like how else could you do? all athletes competing on the exact same court. So impressive. It's the exact same setup. Like that's, that's impressive to think that way, to be able to do something like that. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, for as much as people would say swimmers, not swimmers, you, it came down to this. It should have had more calories. It should have done. Uh, this is the first time they've ever had anything like this. And I think that it was a, it was a great event. Yeah. I mean, across the entire games, let alone just in the, Masters division. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right, going into the final event, and when you think about, okay, what have we, what haven't we done yet? Whenever you get to the final event, is like, okay, what's left? And if, if this was regionals from like 2011 to 2013, it was like all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything we haven't done, let's put it in here. But when we look at, okay. Event one, we went long. A high-volume-like start, 20-plus-minute time frame. Event two, different strength test, work capacity test in five minutes on the bike. Event three, that gymnastics test. Event four, we had the couplets there with the Elizabeth. So, you know, a little work capacity, five- to seven-minute time frame. We've had a couple of those. Event five is the... Which one was event five? Uh, uh, right that here. was the mixed mode madness. Yeah, the, yeah, the the three two minute or the three couplets. We had the Jerry bag. We had the swim. We haven't had anything fast and furious, right? And here comes the final event called the final sprint, which is the thirty and twenty five cal echo bike into 20 burpee box jump overs at 42 and 30. 
and then 10 sandbag to shoulders at 150 and 100. Again, we're looking at that 35 to 39 division baseline programming. And this is disgusting. <laughs> this was the best way to, to end the games for these athletes. So good. It's so good. I mean, no matter where you are finishing, no matter what place you're in, like everybody gets to go out in a blaze of glory because mm -hmm. that's exactly what this ended to be. Even even if you weren't one of the top people that were coming across the finish line first or second and you were in some big race or whatever, you only had five minutes. Right. Like it's a blaze of glory for everyone. Everyone can go balls out for five minutes or less and get through. It was it was a really they were fun races. The the box getovers were awesome. We saw all kinds. It was like that box getover thing. So you could put your hands. Oh, on you the can box put. Okay, I was that's going to ask. I was like, okay, if you make it five minutes, now I have to sell out. Right. If I sell out thirty cows on the Echo Bike, I ain't jumping on a forty-two inch box, bro. <laughs> so that was going to be my question: is like, do I get to use my hands? And what this really is is this final sprint is a repeat from. Yep regionals yep well, a little bit different uh, honestly i think better it would yeah it was so fun it, it there was a so jen dieter um she was in the 40 to 45 division i believe mm -hmm. uh she was like dukes of hazard style over the box every time burpee and would like slide her body across the top and oh really <laughs> slide her, just like slide over slide the hood across the hood that meant it was it was awesome. It, everyone had there were so many different ways. The only uh, uh, forty five forty five. Thanks, yeah, that's right. Um, the only way I didn't see was somebody rolling over the top, and I, <laughs> I think they had, I think they said you had to have two feet. I was gonna say there has the to be box. like a foot inside the top of the box right, rule right. or something. But it was it was really cool to see, and like the number on that um, uh, that twenty reps. Um, sliding over, it was everyone could do the 10 fast, and then the fatigue from the bike starts to set in. So you can see where people are starting to like, like the doors are starting to come off the hinges as you get to that point. And then the sandbags are just like, it's like just whatever it takes to get the thing over my shoulder as mm. we're kind of getting to the end. It was, it was a really fun way to finish the games for the athletes. It was really cool. I love this regional final. Like, this was a super yeah. fun final. And what was wild is that they had a lower box then. Yeah. I think it was I think it was 30 and 24, but you could still put your hands on, I believe. That was the first time they tried that hands on the yeah. hands on the box thing. And it was and I don't I don't think it was high enough for people to really figure out how to do it. Yeah. It 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 made it too easy. Yeah. But um man, this is good. And, and it yeah, fills it in a great. lot of holes, right? It's a sub-five-minute endeavor. We haven't had one of those tests yet. Again, we have a classic triplet of monostructural with the bike, gymnastics, really a double gymnastics movement with the burpee box jump overs, and then the sandbag to shoulder at 150 and 100 as we close out the programming for the masters or the age groupers for 2022. And as we look back on it, we had nine total gymnastics movements. We had 10 different weightlifting, which is normal. You're going to see a lot more weightlifting movements. It doesn't have to be when you're looking at this. There shouldn't really be a, 
a, doesn't have to be a balance like seven, 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 weightlifting, gymnastics, monostructural, but it was nine gymnastics, 10 monostructural and eight, sorry, 10 weightlifting and eight monostructural, which is a good blend of different things. There was a, a lot of monostructural elements in here, but they right. weren't predominant ones per se, right? Like they were just part of the workout, which I think is a good way to infuse some of that. Especially if you're going to use all the different versions of that. It wasn't that it was, you know, the running wasn't just the run. It was run plus those other pieces. The right. the bike wasn't just the bike. It was that into, you know, the, the one rep max and the, the swimming wasn't just the swim. That was the buy-in to get to, I guess, uh, I guess that was the one, the, the ski was the one monostructure where it was purely, that's what it came down to was how good are you on this one piece of monostructure? Right, right. That was our monostructural um, test yeah, per se. Yeah. And even with the runs, like we had a long endurance run, but we also had a short sprint run. We right. had a work capacity five minute C2 bike test and then a 30 to 25 cal full send test. So the, Run, 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 right? Bike, bike, bike. I think sometimes he was like, look at all the running at the CrossFit Games. Not necessarily for totally the age groups, totally but different like, versions of yeah, not every, just because you moved your feet fast doesn't mean it's all the same run. <laughs> right, right. There's a big difference between 3K and shuttle run, like 80 meter <laughs> shuttle run. Um, we look at the variance of time. We had one heavy day test, which was event number two. We had one sub five, which is the finale. Three in the five to ten minute range, two in the eleven to twenty minute range, which is what you're going to see. You're going to see most of your events. We have eight total that we're scoring against in that ten to fifteen minute time range. That's a classic time range for most of your crossfit events. And then one twenty plus, one heavy, one twenty plus, one fast, and then put the bulk of the stuff in the middle. Wow, that sounds a lot like our general programming prescription when yep. we look at those things. Uh, rep schemes, most of them were in that moderate range, right? The mid pack, somewhere between 50 to 150 reps. The majority of them were there. The only a couple were high volume. I put high volume in event one just because it was a longer test. It was a more volume on the test. I put high volume on the, the Karen test as well, just because, you know, you have 150 wall ball shots plus all right. of those odd object tests and then the other one i put as a higher volume was actually the swimming uh, the rinse and repeat right people are getting yeah. over 120 to 130 cows and that's with the eight rounds of swimming tests so i, I put that in there but most was in that moderate range uh schemes we had we didn't have any single modality test so for example what we mean by like a one-off like a front squat as an event by itself would be the single test but that was mixed with two other movements so it was really a triplet so we had two couplet tests three triplet tests and three chipper tests uh we look at the gymnastics movements what we like to do is categorize there we had nine different gymnastics movements but we look at okay what's the balance between the pushing pressing pulling core we had three pressing movements, two predominantly pulling movements. So that was rope climb and pegboard. We had the GHD, so that's our core. We had jumping with the box jumps. We had the the burpees, a push off the floor. So I guess I could call that four. The pull push, we said, is, I, I put that as the muscle up, right? Pull to get on the rings, yeah. press to get out. 
Um, we talked on the individual side. A muscle-up, I think, is more of a pressing-dominant gymnastics movement where the bar muscle-up is a bit more of a pulling-dominant. Like, the difficulties are almost flipped. It's like I fail ring muscle-ups on the dip, and I fail bar muscle-ups with the inability to get on top of the bar. So, like... Well, I think you can use so much... I mean, unless you're doing a strict muscle-up. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're doing any of the, the unstrict versions, if you're doing, um, the false grip style, it, it, yeah, the kip takes so much of that first part of the pull out Yeah, that it really, it's almost non, it's, you know, negligible. Yeah. Uh, I've never failed the, bar, like, the you, dip you of need a bar. To have that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You don't fail your kip. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten stuck at the bottom of the rings lots of times. <laughs> I've never got to the top of the bar and be like, I can't do this. I've gotten close though. I will say I've, <laughs> I've, I've pushed the limits there. Um, so those are the gymnastics, decent balance there, a little bit more on the pressing than it is on the pulling. But if you look at the weightlifting, there's more pulling style movements, right? You have the, the clean squat or the, the weight, Weighted pull-up is a pulling. You have the clean, which is lighter on the pull. It's more of a leg-dominant one. But you have the snatches. That was an, another pull. Um, the the hugs for the Husevel, the carries, those are a, a grip-intensive, not necessarily like a bicep pull, but there's a bit more balance there between the weightlifting and the gymnastics if you guys are looking for some interference. So uh, at the end of the day, we look at the uh, different monostructurals. They had two runs, two bikes. We already said they're different. They had a swim, ski, double under, row. Like they hit all of it. They had eight different. All of it. All of it. Like I can't think of a different one other than like I don't know when is like we're going to create some bird wings and start flying around. I don't know. If that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies. But um, all right. So that was the test. Eight events on the course of three days for age group athletes and as we come to our element 26 thumb tape review bill would you like to take well you you called it so i'll let you close things out unless you want to take it you want to lead it off i can't really improve you give me yours so i have always had a this endearment towards age group programming for years and when i look at the difference between the individual open division and age group is the individual open division is that like unknown, unknowable ultimate test of fitness. Things are outside of the box and wild and crazy push the limits, right? We're not going to showcase the athletes. We're going to test them. The thing I've always loved about the age group programming is that it's just textbook, elegant, classic CrossFit. You've got a lot of WMG triplets in here. You've got some couplets. The time frame's always the same. There's nothing crazy off the wall. It's just a great, fun, I think, too, test of fitness. And as I watch the advancement of the individual open division, and, you know, I'm going to turn 40, and I'm at the point now where, like, they're doing things that I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't do that. Or sometimes like, I don't even want to do that anymore. But I looked right. at every one of these tests and there wasn't one test that I didn't want to do. Not one. They all look fun. They're all so well balanced and they're all doable inside your affiliate as well. For the, for the most part. Right. As far as testing the 10, anything that they missed, you might have been able to ask for some little heavier things in there, I think, to balance some things out. I could say that. You know, you had this 
135 for the clean and the snatch. That's more light, moderate weight barbell cycling. Dumbbell shoulder overhead, same thing. Uh, we only had the heavy front squat. We had some odd object heavy tests, but the gymnastics were tested across the board, monostructural across the board, time frames across the board. That's the only thing I'd throw in there as maybe one more heavy thing somewhere, whether it's within the, the test itself, not necessarily a max lift. Man, I give this like a 1.8. Yeah. This dang. was a great test, top yeah. to bottom. Uh, I would... I would, for the most part, agree with all the things that you were saying. What I, uh, some of the things that really caught my eye was the fact that it blended so well into what the open division was doing. You saw a lot of the same aspects. We saw the one event that went through all of the divisions. Period. Uh, with the with the with the rinse and repeat. Um, when you say that, I, I mean, you know me. I would. I always choose to have some heavier things in there because i think that the tendency is that as the age groups get older because the weights come down because of quote unquote oh, yeah. people are getting older right. that it starts it starts lending itself to a particular type of athlete or a particular size of athlete because now the weight isn't heavy anymore uh, what I do like is that even though they didn't have they only had the like the pull up and the squat Okay. I mean, I'm not a fan of the one rep max stuff necessarily, Yeah, but they had that, but then they had the dumbbells, which is a decent weight overhead. Uh, double dumbbells are, are, are crap. I mean, they are, they are difficult. Yeah. Um, I mean, whether you do them a lot or not, like there's, there's an element to that for sure. Then the odd objects that they had, the Hussfeld bag was heavy. Yeah. Um, the jerry bags that they had to use were heavy. The sled that they had to push was heavy. Uh, and it did slow a lot of people down. And you could see that even if you look at the individual competition, the only event where it was like, okay, heavy, heavy. I mean, granted they had, they have 12, 15, 14. Uh, I think 14, 14. When I look at the events that they had, when I think of the classic heavy weights that they were doing, it was the the back nines with the dead back nine was wild that was heavy yeah and then the shoulder to overhead where they're doing 300 and 200 yep sandbag um well okay the sandbag is yes but it's a different it's a different version yeah okay so when yeah. i look so at just the like barbell division, it was a different version of let's see some let's see your level of strength in a uh, different okay in a different okay um uh, under a different yeah um view uh, so I see it that way. I, I don't think that we needed to test. Um, I, you know, there. I guess there are other people saying that they could have had another event in there. Um, I think that's really easy for anyone under 45 to say that they should have another <laughs> right. event in there. When it's like you get in there and race right. these people. Yeah, and do these that. are age groupers. <laughs> um, did 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 they get tested? I think the fact that they had eight events is awesome. Yes, it's not your classic six. Um, the time frames were great. The events were great. You're right. Every, every single one of them looked fun. I, I loved every part of all of them. And I don't know exactly if, if it was a, I, I'm not sure exactly how Boz is doing the programming. If I know he, I mean, he, when he told us what the events were, he was the one that told us what the events were. So I know he's got his team that are doing things, but I think that um, 
the way it bled through and there was that common theme through all of the divisions i liked it kept everyone together it kept everyone feeling the same stuff and okay. everyone was part of the one big group so I, i'll go with your 1.8 i yeah. think that was it was awesome. I had a blast calling it. I had so much fun watching them get after it. I had, I, I, I really enjoyed watching the teens and what they could do and seeing, okay, who's going to be into the individual division next all the way to where I'm watching the masters on our end. Oh yeah. Yeah. Seeing like, Holy shit. Like, <laughs> you know, Pia, Pia gunned. I mean, I talked about her last time. Some of the best pistols I've ever seen. So cool. And she's in the sixty-five plus division. Yeah, it's really it's 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 cool. Like, it's that's, great. It, as much as it's the that is the sport of fitness, hundred percent. That showcases what CrossFit, the fitness program, the methodology can do for people to continue them moving into you know into like their upper ages. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, one eight. I'll go one point eight. All right, love it. Mm. Which one did you like better? Uh, Age groupers? Between the individuals and the masters? Or the individuals? Uh, and this isn't to say one is worse than the other. I, I Okay, no. I, I, so which one did I you enjoy more? I have an answer for that. As an overall I think test. That I, I think that I will pick the masters division, the age group division, because it... Because I think they really leveled up for the for the divisions. Um, everyone doing muscle ups, everyone doing pegboards. They didn't they didn't hesitate or hide from any movement. Where all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're gonna do ring muscle ups, and you guys have to do ring dips. Mm, right. You know they they didn't change anything like that. And as much as I as much as I liked uh, the individual division. I'm expecting the individual division to be on its game, but the masters, I mean, you know, and, and I'd say that there's been a massive increase over the course of the last, you know, five years or so, six years or so is they've upped the game and up. It's not the sideshow. It's, I mean, it's becoming its own deal where it's, it's not a side piece anymore. It is a big deal. And there's a lot of athletes and a lot of good athletes and a lot of, hype behind it and it's starting to get a lot more shows and it's got you know i mean they have the masters fitness collective and they have the legends division they have all this where the masters division is becoming something so the games has to be able to rise up to that level and i think that they really did that this year so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the the age group i have to agree and it's probably a product of just my personal view of these things as far as my relative competitiveness it's like I look at the shuttle run in 300 overhead. I'm like, I can't do that. I might get one, <laughs> right. right? If I get there in enough time, <laughs> I would love to do the capital, right? And so I look at it in terms of like I'm just going totally subjective on my own personal take. Which one would I have more fun doing? Without question, these age group ones. Oh yeah, they're great tests. They look fun, totally doable. Things that I could enjoy myself with. Where the other ones, I'm like, yep, thank you for telling me how weak I am. I already knew that, right? <laughs> it's like. I remember Rob Orlando saying uh, when, he's, when he was doing the Masters, he went from the, the individual and started doing the Masters stuff. And we were always texting back, hey, what'd you get on this one? What'd you get on that one? 
And he's like, you know, what? I just want to make it to the master's division. He's like, I don't want to qualify for the individuals. And I was like, how come? And he's like, cause it fucking hurts too much. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yes, you're going out to win, but like, there's a mindset of I'm going out and I'm putting my entire body and soul and everything on the chopping block. Right. And it's going to get tossed into the, into the blender and get butchered up and come out the end and be like, God, that was great fun. Yeah. Everybody. You I know? was like, yeah, that's a good test for the individuals. We found, we're trying to find the fittest person, but like, which one do I like more? Right. I, <laughs> <laughs> duh. <laughs> Obviously. And I look at these, like I could do all of these right now. Even in my current state of lack of fitness, I could do all of these right now. Now I won't even touch what these guys are doing. These girls are doing like, it is insane. Yeah. These people are so stupidly fit like i was like oh i age up i'm gonna qualify the cross is like no i fucking won't not if i train as if i'm trying to make the games as an individual athlete because i you know this isn't like an age up and i made it these people are so unbelievably fit it's crazy i think it's like i was i was like the olympic distance for triathlons yeah because i could do them on i could do it on any level of fitness right it's always fun. I know that I can train really hard and get a good time and, and, and have fun doing that and hurt just enough kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Or I can really not and be like, God, it'd be really fun just to go and do that and sign up and just jump in. Knowing that I can make it through, I'm not going to have a great time necessarily, but I know that I can make it through. Right. So I, I see it kind of is the same thing. And David, you're absolutely right. Being a competitor is a blessing and a curse. Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you, dog. (laughs) Well, that was awesome. Boz, great job. Great freaking job. Good job, Boz. Good job, team. Probably one of my more... Well, do I want to say this? I will say this. I don't know. I did, and I got kind of blasted, I think, by saying... What did you say? Well, we talked about the individuals, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put this right up with 2018. And I have people like, oh, there's this, and there was that, and this thing, and that thing. I'll say this. There's a lot of of pieces connected to it for me. That's why I said it. If I could, from an objective point of view, and infuse some more, like this is going to just be an opinion, my personal opinion, this age group programming was my favorite Boz program event of the entire season. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Dude. Quarterfinals, semifinals, individuals, games, open, whatever. Oh, I know Dave did the open. But this was his best one, in my opinion. And not to say anything was bad. Individuals were great. It was unique. Good test. Challenging test. This was my favorite one. Yep. Favorite one. Good job, Boz. Job, dude. Good job. Well, that'll do it for analyzing the programming of the 2022 age group division. We will do teams next week. Okay. I got to check those out. I got to check those out too. (laughs) I got to watch the double rowing machine. Yeah. I I can't just read these. Yeah. If we do this next week, reading these events is a brain malfunction. (laughs) It's, it's crazy. So I'm going to have to watch these. And who knows? Maybe I'll get like halfway through. I'm like, Bill, we're scrapping it. We're not doing it. Yeah, we're not going to do that one. We're not doing it. Screw that. But what we are doing this Thursday, same time. Yep. 10 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. noon Central. We are doing our third episode of the Glassman Chipper. 
which we will go through that I just put in the chat here. The What is Fitness? First published October 20 or 2002. Now, a lot of these early articles, I mean, these are Greg Glassman's write-ups for a lot of yeah. these. Yeah. Um, but What is Fitness? This is in your level one handbook. If you guys are setting for your level three, what's up, Patrick? How are you? This guy. He's so funny. He gives me so much shit all the time on Instagram. <laughs> but we will be doing our, our third article, The Glassman Chipper. It will be the What is Fitness. So follow along with us. We put this in the chat. If you guys follow us on Patreon, first of all, thank you so much for being a programmatron. You guys are awesome. You support us more than all of you already do. You can go to patreon.com if you do want to support us for 6 bucks a month. We will drop the PDF in that. We just dropped it here in the chat and afterwards we'll also send you the edited and marked up version exclusively for our patreon supporters but that's it 1.8 for me 1.8 for bill good job boss can't wait for next year already and i can't wait for thursday thank you guys for joining us bill see you in a couple days later, later dude I'll hit bye everybody hit the long one again oh yeah